0: Ah. I was going to say that, it'd be great, uh, great sound effects. Well, welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Podcast. My name is Don. I have a cold. So that cough you heard a minute ago, that was me trying not to die. Um, and over here I have Scott.
1: Which I do not have a cold. And I hope I, yes, don't want
0: one. You probably won't have one. No. Ever. Well, oh. you work at a place crawling with germs and your immune system is super roided out because of that.
1: Washing hands? Don't believe in it. Nope. What? No, I'm just joking.
0: Oh, I was like, I, I, I had a a nurse who was going back to get his bachelor's degree at Bible college with Mm -hmm. me. And he was like, Hey, you know, like antibacterial soaps are not like the key. He's like, the key is like rubbing your hands together. Mm -hmm. He's like, so if you just rub your hands under water, it's better than like doing nothing at all because it's oh, really? like rubbing your hands together that actually gets rid of the germs. Really? I didn't it's know like that. sliding them off literally or something. But he was like, yeah, <laughs> antibacterial soaps and all that, those don't make a difference. He's like, just use soap and water. He's like, but if you don't have anything, even just rubbing your hands under water can help get rid of a bunch of bacteria and germs.
1: I did not know so, that. See, I'm not much of a germaphobe. The only thing that really bugs me was uh, is when people go to the bathroom <coughs> and then they don't wash their hands and then they just leave. And, and then it's you're even- like, I saw that. Well, it's even worse when like they come out and you know they just took a dump because, whoo man, the bathroom smells. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they come out, don't wash their hands, and they just leave. You're like, no. No. No.
0: I, I've had... Um, I worked at a school for a while uh, in a different role than yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a, a technician, IT guy, so I had to touch everyone's dirty mouse and dirty oh. keyboard. And... Um, I would get super sick every year. And I vowed that if I ever go back into that line of work, I'm wearing gloves. Okay. Like whenever I touch anybody's anything else. Hey,
1: I think that's fair. But, um,
0: yeah. I, I had so many issues with throw up that oh. I am a minor germaphobe because of that. Like, I just. Really? The more cold and flu season it gets, the more I don't want anything to do with it. Okay. I'm like, uh, you touch that, I'm not touching it. Well, I'm not sick, but your kids could be. You know, I'm, I'm just. Well, I'm not a fan.
1: I, I think I've just come to the point where <laughs> students will hand me stuff anyway. They'll give me homework. Right. They're, they'll go home. Oh, I've got strep. Throat. I just threw up in the bathroom, and they're like two inches from your face. No. It's like, come on. And they're breathing heavy. Like, it's like, oh, thank you. Um,
0: is, and for those who don't know, we're recording this in September, so you might actually hear this in the height of cold and flu season. Right. But this is early. This is like the start of it. And my kid's been at preschool for two and a half weeks already brought something home and he proceeded to sneeze on me and stick his fingers in my eye. It was like he was trying to make sure that dad got it too. <laughs> well,
1: we discussed uh, before you're already his favorite anyway. So yeah. uh, he just wants to make sure you get to stay home with him.
0: Uh, yeah. It was funny when I came over, I came over from work yesterday and like went to sleep uh, cause I was just like gone. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I walked in the house, like so he ended up staying home with mom. Mom had to work from home. Uh, because he was there. And so I come home all sick and uh, he's all like happy dad. And I'm like, yeah, dad, <laughs> not supposed to be here.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately I, I, my kids usually don't bring it home. I bring it home to everyone else. And actually I think my wife, she gets the worst of it now. Cause we all go to school. Yeah. And so I just bring it, you know, we all bring it home and mom's like, well, she's already been sick twice this school year. Um, and oh. we're only like less than a month into the school year. So it's what am I
0: doing in this contaminated studio <laughs> basement of yours? Why am I touching things? So oh yeah. man, I touched that guitar. <laughs> no, Hadesa hasn't got anything yet. You're oh, good. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm passing it on. Though. Okay. You might want to wipe that down. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. But but yeah, for the most part, uh, again, it's one of those that I don't even think of, my my teachers make fun of me, and that because I drink out of the the kids drinking fountain, I'll fill my water bottle, and they're like, think of the germs. It's like it's like the flu shot daily. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll drop some food on the uh, the table that the students sit at, and I'll just eat it. And they're like, what "Would you do that for? You'll get sick." I was like, "Or it's the flu shot daily."
0: <laughs> are are you uh, are you required to
1: get the flu shot? Um, no, but our district pays us fifty bucks to get the flu shot, so I get the flu what? shot. hmm So, Dang. so would I have got the flu shot if they didn't pay me fifty bucks? Probably not. But I mean, come on, like most people to pay 25 bucks for it, I get 50 bucks for it. So um,
0: I I had a job interview two years ago with a hospital (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, I got so far in the process that they actually had all but hired me but sent me to go get the physical and to get all my shots updated. Mm -hmm. So I got like all this stuff for free. (laughs) (laughs) Do
1: you ever take the job? Oh, well, no, that's a dumb question. I (laughs) I was like, wait a second.
0: Actually, sometimes I look back at that and regret. Like, man, if I would have been there, I'd probably be like, you know, mm-hmm. working up that ladder a little bit. But was that the hospital? Yeah, it was okay. uh, uh, the one here, Premier Health. All right, okay. Who, for like two weeks, our, the insurance that I have in my current job did not have a contract with. Oh, no. So that was kind of like, kind of funny. Like, we we're getting all these things. Like, we're going to have to discharge you as a patient, or not, what is it called? Like, fire you as a patient, basically, uh-huh. from like all of our doctors that we had through there. Oh, wow. Like, our kids basically lost their doctor for like two weeks until they negotiated the settlement and all that kind of stuff. But then you got them all back? Yeah, yeah, okay. we did. Okay. So we have United Healthcare, which made billions last year, complaining about Premier Health, which made millions last year, overcharging them. I and so, that was the battle. I was like, oh, okay.
1: I so wish I had a problem of making millions and saying I'm broken.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, you're charging too much. We're only making billions in profit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So, yeah, anyway. All right,
1: I'm going to start an insurance company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You um, pay
0: me and I won't pay for anything. I'm going to call
1: it... I don't know what I'm going to call it. Give me, give me a minute. When, when I open it up, listeners, you need to go ahead and subscribe to the best <laughs> one this, ever. this is what
0: you get. You'll give Scott money. Mm-hmm. He'll deny all your claims. And you'll still have to pay for all your medical bills. It'll be just like what you have now.
1: <laughs> well, no, no. Just to... A high deductible of fifty thousand. I mean, once you hit that fifty thousand mark, everything's free.
0: Dude, my daughter's surgery. She just had was ninety thousand. You better, you better be sure you want to hit that deductible. I need to raise that. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, I don't even know. Yeah, where that
1: went or where that came from. But anyway. Um,
0: I'm just just getting another cough drop over here. So
1: So today, we're 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 not really sure how far we're going to make it. Or if I'm going to (laughs) make it. Or if Don's going to make it. And so that's ultimately kind of what we're leaning on, is is where Don's going to go. He's currently pumping himself full of over-the-counter drugs um, in my basement. So... Ohio has this big drug thing going on, and, and I think
0: I had to. I got a Don's taking
1: a gateway. Um, I, I was telling you, Thera, drop.
0: TheraFlu Max, which mm-hmm. since we're not sponsored by anybody, absolutely sucks. Um, <laughs> doesn't do anything for you. Uh, but when I, I was doing the self checkout, and the thing went off, and I had to show ID. Are you and serious? And then had to scan the little QR code on the back of our license, really? I didn't know I had a QR code until then. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I have to get this for TheraFlu. She's like, Yeah, I was like, but it wasn't even behind the pharmacy counter. It was like on the shelf.
1: So do you have to be like 21 to get like 18 or what's the what's the rule?
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But it was um, it was like acetaminophen, that crappy decongestion that doesn't work, and something else like nothing. Huh? It was nothing that I think you can make meth from. Wow. But I was just like, wow, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm wasting all my voice, so we'll all right. So let's get into
1: some Deuteronomy. So we're at least gonna start with. Um, I don't know why I was going to say Exodus. Deuteronomy 18. I thought you were saying Adonai. No, Adonai, God. Um, so we're, we're going to go with Deuteronomy 18. Um, and you mean
0: 16 verse 18? 16
1: verse 18, I'm sorry. So Deuteronomy That's 16 right. verse 18. So hopefully you didn't turn off the podcast and went, oh, shoot, where'd the other eight podcasts go? <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll, we'll see kind of see how far we get. Um, So ultimately, um, I think as we kind of get into this, um, a couple years ago, I was talking with one of my one of my friends and um, he was talking about how it kind of if you look at the Old Testament, that we, we kind of see, you know, the first separation of powers. And I never really thought of it from that perspective, but realized that that this is kind of that that's kind of a good introduction to to what we're going to get into right now is is kind of this idea of separation of powers, where you you kind of have the the different judges, you have a kings and priests and, and Levites, all of which have power in Israel. And yet, no one kind of rules over the other. they They kind of have individual powers given to them by God that in a sense, kind of um, kind of watch out for each other to make sure that 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 people are staying focused on on what it is that God wants them to do. And I was like, I never really thought about that but but uh, and even when you get into permission for the king later on in verse or chapter seventeen, you still see even, Where, you know, the judge, the king, the priest, and the prophet, all of those have different roles, but the king really doesn't appoint anybody. So it's kind of um, God's way of, of, I don't know, setting up a cool government if if everything worked right. Um, However, people, yeah, things don't go that way. But Mm -hmm. we'll get into that as we kind of move on. So with that, I'll go ahead and read. I'm going to read through, what, 18 through... 20, is that what we said? Yeah, we'll start with there and see how I hold up. All right. You shall appoint judges and officers in all your towns that the Lord your God is giving you according to your tribes, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. You shall not pervert justice, you shall not show partiality, and you shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and subverts the cause of the righteous. Justice and only justice you shall follow, and you may live and inherit the land that the Lord your God is giving you. All right. So judges.
0: Yeah. Not, not the book. book. Oh. <laughs> oh. <man>. Bible humor. <laughs> All right. That's right. We named my oldest son his name Justice. Whenever the word justice is brought up at church or whatever, he always like kind of looks, like eyeballs us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what could
1: you name me, dad?
0: A song where it's, um, or, or if it comes up in a song or whatever, it'd be like justice, he'll be like, you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anyway, so judges, um, what
0: would you get from this? Um, ju- so the judges uh, are actually held to a really high level of standard or held to a really high standard. Um, and we discussed some of it prior and we also will, I think back in like chapter 10, we kind of discussed a little bit about like, um, being fair when judging and stuff like that. And then we'll kind of circle back around a little bit later in 19 and 24, I believe. Uh, kind of talking about, uh, oh no, not 19 in 24 though we'll talk about like the judge's job of ruling over and like (laughs) how to do it fairly and stuff like that. Um, I'm just trying to figure it out a way to tie it all together. And
1: then you're, you're talking about Deuteronomy 19 and 24, correct? Yeah, so yes. Yes. Right. Okay. So we're, we're currently Remember,
0: in... there's a lot of OTC or is that over the counter? Yeah. Drugs yeah. flowing through the system. So coherent sentences might be at a premium. So this
1: might be your favorite podcast people.
0: Yeah. Or, your, or the point <laughs> at which you're like, I'm done. All right, I quit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so
1: chapter we're ending chapter 16 um, however, as we go through sixteen, seventeen, and, and some of these, mm-hmm. we're going to see where where God actually. Um, or Deuteronomy actually gets back to, to kind of goes a little bit deeper into some of the things that, that the judges and priests and things like that are supposed to do. And uh, in chapter nine, 19, um, and in chapter 24, he's going to get into a little bit more detail about how the judges, um, should deal with some of the issues that might be going on in inside of Israel as they ent- start entering the, the promised land. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <coughs> or if you're a
1: false witness, how,
0: Yep. Um, Yeah, we talked, uh, or you talked about, like, how there's offices set up for Mm -hmm. ruling over God's people. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that kind of comes out. That's not a new concept, and there are Christians that might say, you know, flippantly that I don't have to obey the government because I'm a Christian, or um, they might feel they're above the law, or... Um, they might do things that seem abhorrent and they might use their status as a Christian, quote unquote, um, as a reason to get away with it. But as we can see here, God appoints rulers, whether they're um, good or bad, Um, he appoints them and has us follow them for a reason. But he, it's God's desire that they rule well and they rule justly, but it is possible that they might, you know, slip and fall and, you know, rule poorly,
1: which, which would be interesting, because like one of the conversations that we'll probably get into next week in chapter 17 is you when it kind of goes to a higher court, mm-hmm. um, when it kind of goes to a higher court, you're supposed to go ahead and accept their ruling but we then run into the problem of, well, a spoiler alert. As as we get further into the Old Testament, um, we're gonna find out that they're not gonna rule justly. Um, they're going. You're gonna see a lot of injustice happening within society. You're gonna see a lot of um, bad calls made. You're gonna see leaders turning Israel away from the from where they're supposed to go. And well, how does that hold up then to what we talk about in Deuteronomy? And that could be kind of an interesting discussion um, when we kind of get there, but I don't want to kind of spoil that one yet. But probably next week or the week after, we'll probably be able to get into that um, kind of depending on how far we make it tonight. Right. Mm -hmm. So so I guess ultimately, though, we get into um, the judges, and so this is where we kind of start to see... God's, where God is giving them the opportunity to set up judges. Um, he knows that that sin exists in the world. He knows that things aren't going to go the way that that they need to, and so they need um, righteous judges. Um, is kind of how uh, Deuteronomy puts it in, in verse eighteen to go ahead and and rule over the people. Um, he says these righteous ju- judges. Ultimately, um, you shall not pervert justice. You shall. Uh, not show partiality um, and you shall not accept a bribe. Um, so these are, are kind of the things that, that they're looking for when it comes to the role of a righteous judge inside of Israel. And yes it's important during this time but especially as they get into the the promised land that, um, which is where they're going. Um, he knows that that having righteous ju- judges um, that are focused on justice is going to be important to a functional society um, where where people are treated fairly and um, people follow God.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to. Unfortunately, I don't have my NIV in front of me, but um, the part where he's talking about like you shall show no partiality. Um, it, I mean, it, it comes out like um, they shall judge over the people with righteous judgment. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality. Um, uh, All that actually is kind of interesting in today's culture a bit because what he's talking about there, I, I pulled the translation from Grisanti, who says it says you shall not recognize the face of a person. So you shall not Uh, judge based on like the recognition of the face, which basically means you should not judge based on a person's status, wealth, fame, or office. Hmm. And that should not be allowed to influence the judge's decision, which nowadays we kind of joke about, oh, well, he's famous, he'll get a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. Or he's rich enough to skirt the system. He can afford a lawyer that can get him out of this. Right. Or make the punishment far less severe and stuff like that. Um, But in this section, it's very, very strict saying that's not something God enjoys. Right. Not something that He wants to see happen. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> <I'm> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and when that does happen, um I mean you, you kind of start to see the the fall. I mean really for the preser- the for the preservation of society um you need um, really, I think God sets out in, in this area a really good way of um, of making sure that, that society exists if you have a good judicial system. Mm-hmm. Um, once you begin to not trust the judicial system or once it begins to, to not function properly, um, you will uh, you'll probably see the the fall of society um, and things probably get really bad from there. So so mm. do we go on or?
0: Just a couple more, okay. What you got? Yeah, so it's just hard for me to like get the gumption to get going here. Oh, go for Um, it. Sorry, some of the uh, do not twist or pervert justice, uh, doing so actually, uh, deprives a person, deprives, I said that right, right, Mm -hmm. deprives a person of justice. Um, and we see similar phrasing. This is what I meant by like it's showing up in Deuteronomy 24. Um, a lot of this phrasing used when describing uh, accepting bribes. Injustice is a way that rips off like the poor sojourner orphans. And just like with the festivals, we once again kind of see um <clears throat> uh it's the people without land. It's mm-hmm. the people that which land was a big status. Uh everybody was to have land, everybody was you know, to take care of land, to to get the blessings from the land. That's, you know, kind of a key point in what's going on here. Um, so these are people that did not have that blessing uh, are still supposed to be treated fairly. Mm -hmm. So you you once again see I I don't know, I just keep seeing a lot of... Our justice system in America is uh, stacked in favor of landowners, Mm -hmm. same way, the wealthy, the people that have the money. Um, We have lobbyists that can pay money to basically get things passed in their favor. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, bribery exists. Obviously, people abusing their power exists. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, police officers. We we see numerous news reports a year where they might pull over a police officer for driving under the influence and then they get away with it mm-hmm. um because they're another police officer and that's, you know, part of the brotherhood or whatever. Or you might have a judge um who isn't working his docket, but he figures, hey, I'm a judge, what are you gonna do about it? Kind right. of, you know, we see that kind of that perversion to justice over and over again. And once again, there's express language in here that says don't do that. Right. Like, Uh, don't accept the bribe. Don't be unfair to those that they can't afford the the fancy lawyer or that aren't the famous or rich person.
1: But but I think so. So I'd say, with talking with a lot of people, um, I would say I very rarely hear a lot of people put confidence in our current judicial system. So I, I think this. I, I think w- when you see the downfall of that and you, you see partiality shown and bribes taken and uh, justice perverted, you, you start to see a lack of trust in, um, in our judicial system. And, and again, I, I talk to a lot of people and, see a lot in in my line of work. And and I would say that, um, and even some of the other things God kind of has going on in our lives, you really see um, where there is a lack of trust in our judicial system and and, and the the decisions that come about from it um, and just kind of how things are done. And I think I struggled through all of this section, thinking back to Um, again, our own culture and society in America, and then how God had set up our leaders and stuff to lead. And I'm like, ooh, that's rough. That is like the opposite of what we did. I told Don earlier, I was like, man, I don't know I'm not going to go political when we start talking about kings because I'm like, well, here's what God set up, and then here's how our society and leaders work. I was like, and that's not the way I see... Our culture leading living and thinking
0: well I think that's part of the like part of the clash here and especially in today's you know and I'm we're gonna pick on America because we live here but I'm sure it's in almost every country uh, unjust society and people that abuse their positions of power actually goes into strict disobedience of what God has commanded here mm-hmm uh, this is another, uh, is you know, uh, verse 20, justice and only justice you shall follow, that you may live and inherit the land that the Lord your God is giving you. It's another command. It's not like, uh, hey guys, it's a good idea to have some judges put in place. It'll help things go smoothly. No, it says, if you want to live and inherit the land the Lord has given you, you will follow this rule. So it's another obedience. So we believe in a God of justice. We believe in a, a, a ruler who's just. And a lot of times when we face injustice, that's when we, you know, shake our fist at the sky. Like, where are you God in this moment? You know, like that's Mm -hmm. when people start to doubt Mm -hmm. a true and just God, because we believe that we're, you know, a nation of people made up of fair and just, you know, quote unquote Christian nation, so on and so forth. And it kind of flies in the face of God to not be just. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm not saying... before you guys lose your minds, I'm not saying that there's any promise between God and America the way there was a promise between God and Israel. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not biblical. It's not scriptural. We were never promised by God to have America, right? you know. Um, But we are founded on the same Judeo-Christian principle, and when we don't act according to it, it's still an insult to God. And as people who claim Christ to do something contrary to his commands is, uh, you know, just painting the big hypocritical sign. Right. On us.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: So, so there. All right. (laughs) Um, I said, finally, the last thing I have is that, is that last justice and only justice you shall follow. Um, that actually comes from more of a military, military term, which meant to pursue. And when they're talking about discussing the capture, um, of somebody who has committed murder or pursuing a murderer, that's the uh, same style command that they use. Um, justice and only justice shall you follow. It's like a, it's a pursuing term. It's a hunt down and get it. It's yeah. a like go after it at all costs type of term. It's not like a, you know, eh, pursue it. But if it doesn't pan out, you know, it's all good. It's right. a. It's very much a, you know, I don't know what's like how to put it. Like a. See, I need a different cold medicine to <laughs> get the brain working here instead of slowing it down. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it, it really is like a go after it, go get it, attack it ferociously, you know, pursue it like with all your heart. It's mm-hmm. not just a little lax, eh, you know, if it if it happens, that it happens. Mm. It's contrary to that.
1: Well, I mean, the whole next section really kind of continues to um
0: these cough drops suck too. <laughs>
1: It's like your eighth one. I got to cut you off. Um, they
0: work for like, seriously, like five minutes. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I can feel my throat. <laughs> again.
1: Um, and, and really, when you see this this issue of justice, um, and actually, I think even many of the concepts that we see in, in some of the upcoming verses as we get through chapter 17, 18, etc., um, really comes down to, to almost not even political and government structure, but, but probably can get into um, if you see yourself as a leader or a boss or someone with power, mm-hmm. um, I, I see that a lot of these principles actually make a lot of sense. Um, when you get into to how it is that, that people lead others um, because I think this is just kind of a good way to look at leadership um, as, as we kind of think through some of um, some of these things. So
0: I agree All right. so with that <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so with that we we finished that section and I guess I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of giving Don a look of. Um, do we go on? Do we cut it here? How
0: how far do you think we can make it?
1: I would say we should probably stop at, we should go no further than verse seven.
0: We can. Hmm. He's thinking. I'm like, I'm like, look at notes. Look at verse. He's <laughs> like, what should I do? What, what do I got? Um, yeah, we can. What do you guys time-wise goes? I think we can go four. Otherwise, people are going to be like, 26 minutes? This is l- lousy. Okay. Only 20 minutes was the Bible. Six minutes, they talked about stupid stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see if we can go through seven and uh, see what comes out of it. Okay. You just might be uh, having to interpret my signs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we should be all right. Go ahead.
1: As he pops his eighth co- copter. Oh, I think that was eight. That was eight. We'll um,
0: it's, actually, it's actually
1: three. Oh, okay. Three? Okay. Yeah, there's
0: three rappers down there.
1: All right. <clears throat> so then, I'm gonna read from, uh, chapter six twenty one, through chapter seventeen. He verse chapter sixteen? What did I just say? Sixteen? Yeah, Eight. man, I'm not getting that right. I think I'm getting secondhand cough drop. <laughs> 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 hey, you! Know, I got some chloroceptic here. Right. <clears throat> so
0: okay, really quick, the chloroceptic like works for the back of my throat. Okay, that's great, but the top part like. So the back of my throat like, is like swollen pain, mm-hmm. but like right now it's numb. Oh. And it's great with the core septic. Okay. But for whatever reason, it won't cover the top of my freaking throat where oh. it's like a sharp pain. That's what the cough drop's doing, but those only work like five minutes at a time.
1: Seriously, he came in with- I uh, need
0: one spray to rule them all.
1: So he comes in mm-hmm. with like more drugs than he did the actual uh, equipment that we use each night. So I, was I like,
0: Actually, I can take one more thing a day, Quill. But I'm afraid it would keep me up. Okay. Well, Some, don't you have that
1: like quill stuff that knocked you out for like three days? Or right, you... Like would they even out <laughs> and just get normal sleep? Right. I don't know. I don't want to do that. I'm okay. scared. All right. So who who knows? Well, uh, so next week yeah, I'll we're... let you know if he makes it. <laughs> um, all right. So, so anyway, Deuteronomy 16, verse 21 through chapter 17, verse 7. You shall not plant any tree or an asherah pole or asherah beside the altar of the Lord your God that you shall make and you shall not set up a pillar which the Lord your God hates you shall not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or a sheep and which is a blemish, any defect, whatever, for that is an abomination to the Lord your God. If there is found among you within uh, any of your towns that the Lord your God is giving you a man or woman who does what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God and transgressing his covenant and has gone and served other gods and worshiped them or the sun or the moon or any of the host of heaven, which I have forbidden. And it is told... You and you hear of it, then you shall inquire diligently. And if it is true and certain that such an abomination has been done in Israel, then you shall bring out to your gates that man or woman who has done this evil thing, and you shall stone that man or woman to death with stones. On the evidence of the two witnesses, or of three witnesses, the one who is to die shall be put to death. A person shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. The hand of the witness shall be first against him to put him to death, and afterward the hand of the people, and after that the hand of the people. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. So I guess to start off, we, we kind of got in verse 21 through 22. Um, we kind of see where they're entering a new land. And with that, there are... Canaanite worship practices going on. Um, we have the worship of Baal, which I think we've addressed the Asherah poles before. Um, ultimately, which would have probably been made of wood, um, they, uh, they were basically carved, carved images of the Canaanite goddess Asherah. Um, ultimately, she was the, the female consort of Baal. Um, together with the stone pillar, uh, which would be the pillar they're talking about, um which would have been a, probably also um, a wooden image which represented the male um, part of um, this duo, yes. Yeah. And um together they would kind of represent this element of fertility, kind of like a fertility cult type thing. Um, God says it is not cool. Um it is not okay whatsoever um for God to um, for God to be, or any altar of the Lord to be anywhere near this thing that that God hates, um, so He is very clear that this is something He hates, and that it is not okay that an altar of the Lord um, would be found to intermingle with that. Um, and I think that also goes with, with that aspect of worship, uh, where God is not okay with this intermingling of worship with with His practices and and with His commands.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, okay. You <laughs> no, agree? Yeah, the majority of this section is, and we've kind of went around this word quite a bit. Uh, idolatry, like I D O L A T R Y, not adultery. Idolatry. So the, a lot of this section really is pertaining to <clears throat> uh, different forms of worshiping different idols. And yeah, the first one, it's kind of interesting when he does verses twenty-one and twenty-two, which I, I still don't understand why. The guy that did the numbering system didn't include these in seventeen. Yeah, I don't
1: understand sometimes the numbering like, system.
0: Yeah, he totally oopsed on that one. <laughs> um, so that's why we also we've said it before. Also, like the numbering system is kind of like just a way to like kind of get the verses and all the little headers and stuff we put in after the fact. They're not biblical. Um, they weren't in the original manuscripts. We put those there.
1: Well, from my understanding, there's multiple texts that not just biblical texts. There's historical texts that they utilize this. It's similar, yeah. a a similar thing where there's chapters versus so that you have that ability to be able to find things quickly when, when discussing various historical texts. Am I correct or no?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are other historical works that happen. Actually we had a, uh, uh, in school, we had a Shakespeare set, uh, that was broken down in very similar ways, which I don't know if that was done in the Shakespearean writing or if that was just that set that did it. Okay. But you could look up the different scenes outside of the typical act one scene, one Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. There was like a, Side numbering system you could go to, right? <clears throat> but anyway, the, so this one's kind of it's weird that these verses 21 and 22 are just like set off from 17 because they pertain more to the rest of that than anything else. But it kind of starts off with what you would imagine an idol worship would be, mm-hmm. like a graven image or a totem or a you know a, a symbol or whatever, and then it kind of goes into. Uh, very deeply a worship of self mm-hmm. by trying to sneak in a uh, ox or a uh, sheep that has a blemish so that you can save your good ones for yourself. And then it kind of flares back out to the people of the community. So it's kind of a, if you're thinking of a, like a wide funnel effect almost, like with the wide mouth of the funnel being up here, like destroy the Asherah pole, destroy the idols, the, the manifestations of the Canaanite worship. And then it kind of like like the funnel kind of comes in and focuses on you and says, "Hey, and don't forget you're also not God." Mm. And then it kind of goes back out and says, "Okay, let's widen the funnel the opposite way now towards the bottom and let's talk about how this pertains to idols and the people." Right. So it's kind of a neat structure. I'm not sure if there's an actual like if it's a like, like a you know you have your chiastic structures and stuff. Like I don't know if there's that if this like pertains to any, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it is just kind of interesting the way it. It flows <clears throat> from, you know, outside, inside, back outside. Right, right. So it's kind of chiastic. <clears throat> I, I guess so. It's kind of yeah. ABA. Mm-hmm. It was like an A... What would,
1: it, A would it be A-B-B-A? B, B, A? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay, it, yeah. So
0: kind of. Okay. Maybe yeah. slightly chiastic. So, we're not scholars. No, not at all. We're, so yeah, we're losers. We can just right? throw
1: around words like that and make makes it sound cool. Yeah, and be right, mm-hmm. like, ooh. Okay. And then like that one guy
0: that listens to like oh these fools. Right. That guy needs to join us. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> or, um or girl, if you're a smart girl, oh, yeah. if you're yeah. Dr. Sarah Fudge and you listen to this. I was gonna say Did see you me? did you have her? I did not know. I always forgive you. To, oh, you No, was, I didn't. Yeah, she wasn't a professor because she was a woman. I know. I knew that. <laughs> I was like, what?
1: And she was probably one of the smarter people in the school. And
0: I I, I was talking to somebody about um hieroglyphics and Egyptian stuff and I can't remember and they were kind of getting a little argumentative about it and talking about how um, you know like the good scholars and stuff like that and how um, you know they should be taught by men. It was kind of a misogynistic type of thing and I was mm-hmm. like I was I sat under a professor who's like doctoral work was like translating hieroglyphics from pottery. In Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, bro, but she's going to have a lot more on this than you are. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't come at me and be like that the, she can't profess. No. She like, she, she could profess oh, that yeah. knowledge to me because she has the ability to read hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: I'll sorry. sit there and listen. <laughs> she, so She
0: really is. If you are ever willing to you know, just drop some cash mm-hmm. and you can listen to Dr. Sarah Fudge. And her sons are probably professors now as well because one of them was an adjunct under her oh, were they really oh, yeah okay. well not an adjunct but a uh, assistant or whatever what do they call those guys um like teacher's assistant? assistant yeah teach, TA okay. or whatever yeah um, her requirements were that the her TAs had to know Hebrew and Greek oh nice and she couldn't get any students except her her son oh wow so like the one the one student that had Hebrew and Greek that could as a grad student that could work under grad assistant. That's okay, one, grad assistant. The one grad assistant that could work under her was her son because he was the only one that had Hebrew and Greek. Oh wow! Like you smart family. Right. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, we gotta get back. Okay. There. So anyway, <clears throat> There's um, another cough drop wasted. <laughs> all right, so he's getting into number four. No, not yet. Not yet. We're ca-
1: Okay. So we're not, we're not going by minutes on this podcast. No, we're, we're going, going cough by drops. cough drops.
0: Yeah. Seven cough drops. We got to cut it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm, I think everything would hurt inside.
1: Well, a bunch of years ago, <laughs> were, were you a part of that when we used to like try and figure out what the cost of things was by like Wendy's chicken nuggets?
0: No, but we talked about that before. Yeah. But I was thinking the one time we had, I had a side, okay, last stupid story. Um, I never had sinus infections till I moved to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like in in Northern Ohio, I think I I remember having one in my existence in twenty years. Then I moved down here. I was getting them like every year. I didn't know how to take care of them because I you know I never had them. So we were having Bible study at Josh's house. Okay. And uh, I had taken like a leave cold and flu, and it wasn't doing anything. And Josh was like, "Hey man, this is like when Zyrtec was new." He's like, okay. "I'll give you a Zyrtec." It works really oh, well I for me. It was no prescription. This. Yeah, he gave me a Zyrtec, and the rest of the day I was like, Woo! I like, am <laughs> sure that you guys were annoyed, but to me that was like the best Bible study you've ever. Had. <laughs> uh, hey,
1: well, was that the one where uh, I won't go into the the? King James version, because wouldn't we have to like go? Uh,
0: it might have been. I can not tell you for sure. <laughs> Anyway, but so. We, we do know the marks of a man.
1: Yes, one that pisseth against walls. Yeah, that was King James. You can say it. Yes, All it right. is. All okay. right. So, anyway. Um,
0: Deuteronomy. Yay. Deuteronomy.
1: So. <laughs> So with that, um, we're going to see probably one of our first court cases, or, or kind of what would happen in this. Um, you're talking about uh, probably one of the, the worst crimes you can commit in Israel, um, and that would be the the crime, uh, basically the breaking of the first commandment, uh, which is worshiping other gods. And um, so we see kind of at least how the the at least how this structure goes, at least in this situation, um, and we see where. Uh, hold on, I'm getting back to my Bible. Uh, so if you've gone and, and seen someone that has, has served other gods and worshiped them, um, you shall inquire diligently. So here we see kind of uh, an investigation done um, where they are, are doing an investigation. Uh, it says, uh, and if it is true and certain. Uh, so during this investigation, they are, they are searching down evidence. Uh, or proof to find out whether the accusation is is real or is not. Um, During this, um, or during the trial, you shall bring them out to your gates, um, that man or woman who has done this evil thing, and you shall stone the man or woman to death. Um, Now, this can't happen with just one witness, um, you need at least two to three witnesses for, for this execution to take place. Um, so we see where the, where the trial is not a secret trial. Um, we see where the execution is not a secret uh, execution, um, but it is all done in the public and done as a community. Um, they, the stoning used to be done as a... Um, stoning used to be done as is kind of a communal event. Um, mm-hmm. It was ultimately the community purging the evil that, that was ultimately corrupting society and what was going on. Uh, so it was some not something that, that was just done on their own. Um, The accuser would be the first to throw the stone. Mm -hmm. So if an execution or evidence was found, um, they were found guilty, this public execution was to take place. If you were to be the one that were to accuse, you would be the one to throw the first stone. Um, People would follow after that. Um, I would assume that this might be something that might kind of hinder people from falsely accusing. Um, Later on, I think Don talked about chapter 19. In chapter 19, it kind of goes a little bit further where... If you accuse someone of a crime and it was a, a false accusation, then that means that you would take the punishment that that um, other person would have taken if if the um, execution would have happened. So that means if you falsely accuse someone, if execution or death was the penalty, you would then take that penalty. Mm-hmm. So I think there were even things set up within the, the structure of how things were judged to make sure that... that Um, A fair trial uh, happened, justice occurred, um, evidence and an investigation was done, but also to make sure that people didn't falsely accuse, um, because if you found out to falsely accuse, then no longer is is it a um, an execution, but, but it kind of then goes from being an execution to a murder mm. where if you lied against that person, um, however, if you got caught, that same thing could happen to you. So hopefully those things would, would make sure that there weren't, um, false accusations. And if you got two to three witnesses, I feel like it's a little bit harder for two or three people to kind of go that direction than, then just one.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's, yeah, there's quite a bit here, especially if you think of the account, um, in, oh gosh, it's the New Testament. The uh, woman caught in adultery is brought before Jesus. Oh, yeah. And uh basically what they're doing is they're coming and saying, hey, this woman was caught in the act. <clears throat> and they've got all their ducks in a row already. Basically, like, you know, they've got the witnesses, they've got the accused, and they're just waiting on Jesus to entrap himself a little bit and he basically invokes deuteronomy here at the last part but he kind of takes it a step deeper and says you know you who are not or who you are without sin can cast the first stone Mm -hmm. in this specific uh point here but we're kind of getting a very similar uh piece here in that you better be sure that you're not joining them in the idol worship you better make sure that you're clean and you know what you saw and what's going on here before you cast that first stone, because it's that once again, this whole piece is kind of speaking towards idolatry, and you're to have caught them, you know, worshiping another god or whatever. And there's a lot of checks and balances here to make sure that you know it's the correct call, right? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know in my state it might not have made sense. No, in it made head, sense. In my head, it made yeah. a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, there's just a lot. It's it's not. I think when a lot my my argument here is against people who would say like, oh, the Old Testament's like super violent mm-hmm. and it's so barbaric and savage and stuff like that. But it it's not really. I mean, really, even compared to Roman crucifixion, mm-hmm. it's actually pretty mild. Um, well, there's a lot of weight put into this. There's a lot of seriousness put into this. It's not just a you know, burn the witch and everybody going mob mentality. Like, yeah, right. burn the witch. No, in this case, there's a lot of steps to be drawn out here and a lot of checks and balances put in place, including, The accuser being the one who has to throw that first stone.
1: I would almost say that this has more checks and balances than our current society does. Um, Because when you really think about how, I mean, you see, I think it was actually pretty, modern is the wrong word, but pretty sophisticated um, when it comes to to how a judicial system would be set up because I think there's definitely those checks and balances. You still have that evidence. You still have, I mean, wh- what do we call that? Um, innocent till proven guilty type idea. Um, but I think in, in our current society that it's much easier to falsely accuse someone, where in this situation, I, I don't feel that, it, that that it is as, as quite as easy. Um, and then also, when, when you kind of think about it, I, I would say that, that here in the Old Testament, you actually see real punishment, um, and again, just within the culture and the society and the things that I work with, I feel that there, there's this mentality of um, you don't see a true punishment. Um, you don't see justice really served. Um, and when I say justice really served, I'm not always necessarily when you see a crime, you don't necessarily always see a consequence and a punishment that would really keep other people from following in that same direction. So you almost see a continuation of certain crime, a continuation of certain things happening within our society, um, because I'm not quite sure we always have harsh enough punishments and consequences, and so it's much easier to get away with things, where here, Mm -hmm. you have a very clear punishment. I think that I would be much more afraid (laughs) of committing a crime and and a situation back here where I'm like, ooh, I know the punishment that's going to come with that. That's gonna be a harsh punishment. I think I'm gonna avoid that. Where in our society, I hear a lot, I'm gonna go ahead and do that, cause most likely if I get caught, this is what I'll get away with. It's mm-hmm. only my first offense, or it's only only my third offense, or how about I go drink again or drink and drive, cause it's gonna take three or five of them for them to take my license. Right. So and that's just one example, but I think there's a lot of examples that go with that, is there's not consequence to people's actions. And there's not a lot of fear of that consequence um, hindering or keeping me from committing a crime. And back here, I feel that you have very clear consequences that I think would hinder people from choosing to make that decision. Now, did they still? Yes, they did. Um, well, and then, do we. I
0: think what's going to happen is it's not going to be like, hey, I saw you worshiping an idol, come to the center of the square, and we're going to have a trial. Um, I've got, you know. Joe Hebrew here next to me, who saw you as well. You're doomed. I think it becomes more of a, hey, let's join you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they really turn their back on oh, God's full true. force. Everybody kind of, uh, you know, disobeys it, and it becomes a bigger force to reckon with. It's yeah. not one person. Well, we
1: see that cor- <clears throat> we see that corruption that God tried to. Well, we see that corruption that was ultimately what laid out in verse 18, where we see bribery, partiality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of we we see justice. Oh no, fall. that's
0: my family member. You can't do that, right? Or, yeah,
1: and and then it just continues down because you're right. Well, okay, well we'll go ahead and get in there also, and people just don't take God's laws seriously, and and that's when you see the downfall of society. And right. um, I think that's part of our problem as well in America, and and not just America, but but again, it's easy to it's easy to to say that because that's where we live. But but I think you're going to see that worldwide. Um, right. And for those of you that, who are not from America, the one or two of you.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we got the British folk. Yeah,
1: did, didn't we have an Australian? Uh, I haven't checked in a while, but yeah, oh, I thought okay. we did. Okay, but anyway, so, bro, uh, we got the numbers. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so with that, it's, it's kind of one of those things that um, I'm sure we see that in most societies. Uh, we we see that corruption and um, that that lack of justice. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I think the the other. Um, <clears throat> one of the last things I pulled out of there was where they did the uh, the punishment was outside of the city mm-hmm. um, there's a uh, kind of a sacredness to the city the uh, capital punishment wasn't something that um, was done like in the middle of town or it wasn't done like where the people lived in the community it was something that was done outside of uh it's almost as if to say the community is about life and things that take that life are kind of outside of the community just you know kind of the same and, and that gets you know taken even in uh the days of like when rome takes over the crucifixions were still outside of the city and it just seemed to be kind of like the way it, it was you know even now mm-hmm. like most prisons are outside of a city mm-hmm. uh now it's more for the safety in case somebody escapes or whatever, but still, it's it was it's there's like a, a distinguish there of, mm-hmm. like, that, capital punishment doesn't happen where the people live or worship or do life, right? So, <clears throat> so yeah, my voice is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Actually, that felt better. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. Well, never mind. I won't bring that up. It's it's <laughs> anyway. So with that. Um, I think that Don is still alive. Um, yeah. Only down to what did you hit four? Are you still on
0: three? No, I haven't. I haven't, I have hit
1: four. Yet. Ooh, he hasn't hit four. So, no. so with that, he's still alive. Um, I think the next section is going to take probably longer than we voice. have anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll kind of readdress this and in, in the For,
0: forty nine minutes. We okay. Still, we still did we still hit hit our thing. Yeah. Perfect. We're good. All right.
1: Yeah. In the beginning, Don's like, man, I think I can make it through five verses. Let's go.
0: Um, I was, but yeah, I was nervous about about the. Idolatry and capital punishment versus.
1: <laughs> but I I think he made it and and hopefully we made sense and if not, that hopefully makes for a great podcast for you listeners who are sitting there going, what the heck is Don talking about?
0: You know what? Either this is a great one or this is a duffer. But you know what? Everyone's allowed to have a bad one. Right. Absolutely. You
1: know? So as we get further into uh, as we get further into the flu season and he finds more interesting um, over the counter drugs. Oh, uh, no, no, we bro! Will... I'm
0: getting a full containment <laughs> contamin- <laughs> containment suit. Whatever those things like the bunny suit. Uh-huh. The whole, I'm getting one of those. I'm gonna live in that all winter long. All right, forget this. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh
1: at him, or we'll, we'll come up with some good uh, YouTube stuff for his. Uh, I con- have like the world's worst immune system. Contamination <laughs> bunny or whatever. Yeah. So, all right. So with that, uh, we will see you. Actually, we won't see you. Yeah. Um, we will. You'll listen to us. next Right. Night. You'll <laughs> listen to us next week. So have a good one. All right, thanks, guys. Bye.